With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Menders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. back folks to another episode of Habs Nightly. I'm joined by our wonderfully excited, energetic co-host Mason. Mason, how are you, buddy? Oh, I'm fucking amazing. <laughs> how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm chasing the sun down so I can cut the grass uh while it's cold out. Well, while it's cool outside. Uh, but I'm doing good. Uh, how's your weekend? Um, my weekend's been good. I haven't gone, gone out at all because Hoko's next week and I work this weekend. So I'm kind of just saving my, saving my energy, but I've had a, I've had a decent weekend so far. How about yourself? Heard that. Um, pretty good. Slept in today. Um, I helped, I went past by my mom's house this morning, checked on them. Uh, came home, played a little bit of Starfield. Fantastic game. Don't know if you you into like the Fallout, uh, Skyrim style games where it's just uh, like way too many objects that you can pick up. Uh, but really cool I've, game. I've, heard, I've seen a lot of beef about Starfield they, online. So, a lot of let down people. I'm I'm gonna just say this right. If you've played a Bethesda game before and you know. Like, like it takes, I'm not going to say it's like, it's a game for, for adults. It's not, you know, anybody can pick this game up, but Bethesda is like, like when you buy, when you buy a Bethesda game, you know, you're getting a game that's got, that's like ultra difficult. That's try that tries to be simplistic and on a controller. But that being said, they don't know how to tell you how to play the game well. So you start the game, you don't know how to play, and there's no direction on how to play the game. You just have to wander around until like things start to click. That being said, if you've played any Bethesda game and you remember how to play Fallout, Skyrim, New Vegas, any of that shit, uh, 
the controls are more or less the same. So it's it's more of just kind of knocking the cobwebs off and you know getting getting back into that. Um, but they're notorious for not telling you how to do the game or like they'll explain a hard way to do it when there's an, a simpler way that you know uh, a couple of weeks in you can just go check Reddit and find like oh we found how to do this way quicker way more efficiently. Um, so it's it's it is a game like that. Um, but it is um, a lot of the shit I read is people that um, have never played a game like this before or haven't hasn't liked that style of play from the previous Bethesda games. So it's hit or miss. If you like space, if you like um, shooting games, um, explorative games, quest based games, uh, chain quests at that style games, you'll really like this. It's basically just Fallout and No Man's Sky mixed together with outer worlds um but it's really good I, I i enjoy it um maybe it's because i grew up playing bethesda games um but it, it did it did have that lingering bullshit of like i have to wait for someone to figure out how to do this so i can do this but it's still in all a great game and i do judge it based off of maybe they haven't produced anything in like 10 years it feels like so they're out of the game they don't know how to Maybe I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Whatever. Uh, good game, though, Mason. Um, I'm going to a concert tomorrow. One of my favorite bands uh, from when I was uh, in high school. They're from the UK. They call Enter Shikari. Uh, they're going to be in Baton Rouge. So I'm taking the hour, 45-minute ride up to Baton Rouge uh, to go see them for, like, the first time since I was, fuck, maybe 20 years old. Uh, so really cool. I don't know how much longer they're going to be doing this. Um, and I'm excited to see one of those like core bands for my upbringing. Which band was that? Sorry, Enter Shikari. Enter Shikari. Never heard. I've sh- I've showed you some stuff in the past. I just don't think you've like it. Like I don't think it was your jam. Um, think like I don't know. Like the early 2000s stuff is uh is like Nintendo core. Um, kind of metalcore sounding and then they started to do uh, more of like a pop punk sound with like UK uh, house you know like house music uh, I like it a lot and yeah they've been one of my uh, you know go back to bands for a long time they always produce music um, I've told you about it they're the band that uh, they're one of like they're like the primary sponsor sponsor for their local like their hometowns um uh football team uh i forgot what the, it's like uh saint albion's um so like the jerseys have like enter shikari on the chest plate like they're the main sponsor it's cool as fuck um they're a band that um uh, only signed to a label for the u.s to do touring but beyond that has been like they funded everything all um, all recordings and production, all of that shit, everything's theirs. Uh, I think that's fucking cool. You don't see that a lot. Yeah. So, uh, busy weekend. So I got to try to cut the grass either today or tomorrow morning, uh, in between watching some football. But, uh, before we get to football, Mason, you want to talk a little hockey? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that's why we're here. <laughs> What's that? I said that's why we're here. 
It was it yeah, was me. So, it was me uh, trying Hobbs. to you know get us to the next point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hobbs preseason training or not? Yeah, I guess he's a preseason has started training camp. Seventy-two people or players were participating. You want me to name them? No, I don't need you to name. <laughs> but um, it's been fun. Like I haven't been able to watch as much of it as I've wanted to. I only got to see one full game. They're all on RDS streaming for free. So as long as you can put up with the French commentary, um, by all means, I think if you can check it out. But you know, seeing um updates on Twitter and stuff like it's I'm getting excited for the season again and like I have been really excited I've been fiending for hockey but seeing some of our new acquisition oh excuse me our new acquisitions and guys returning who've clearly improved on their game like it's just it's it's honestly the best part of the year optimism is at its highest you know the the stink of the season if it's going bad hasn't hit in yet so it's it's truthfully some of the best time some of the best hockey is the early days here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, we get to watch that, that number dwindle um, to what the final selection will be. And um, it's, it's been pretty eventful. I don't know if, uh, if people like me who couldn't find it, uh, but you know, if you can't find it, you can always check Twitter. Twitter's always got somebody's nice enough to uh, really lay it down for you. And uh, that's how I've been keeping up with it. And there's been some really, really flashy plays. A lot of guys just trying to uh, set the tone and con- try to get noticed. No, exactly. And we have a lot of, as we've been talking about for ages, like this isn't anything new. We got a lot of young talent looking to impress and a lot of young talent that's been making some noise. Um, Joshua Waugh has been absolutely dominant on a line with Monaghan and Doc, for example, just playing out of his fucking mind. We've seen um, Logan Mayhew, honestly, every game he plays. He's getting he better and better. better. <laughs> he looks better and better. Like, I'm Which not is- the biggest Logan Mayhew fan um, as a hockey player. Like in terms of talent, but I cannot deny that he is getting better and better and better every game. His awareness, his decision making, his confidence, it just continues to improve and improve and improve. And even when he makes mistakes, I just he he's looking better. I cannot cannot deny that. Um even Slaff, who I don't think he's had the greatest training camp. Like Slaff's getting dogged on Twitter a lot and I myself was coincidentally by accident a problem, like part of the problem. Um, I just, I, excuse me, sorry. I stumbled across a video um, from 2022 and it was basically slaff at the world, like international play, like his highlights. Mm-hmm. And I quote tweeted it at about 10 30 PM Eastern standard buckled and i said i said i have never seen this player play i've never seen this guy play um and then i woke up Corey, and no honestly no word of a lie to like 45 notifications on twitter like forty thousand fucking twitter impressions on this tweet like it blew up a little bit um people were fucking pissed at me and you know what I, I people are very defensive of Slaff, I think, because it's an insecurity. Because, you know, like they're 
they they are scared he's gonna bust, so they feel the need to defend him. But all I was saying, and I think it's easy to even talk about on this podcast, like we haven't seen the guy we drafted play for the Habs. We haven't seen that confidence where Slav is willing to make those plays to drive the fucking offense, to cut to the middle of the ice, keeps mm-hmm. his head up, is always looking to shoot. And I know I'm not crazy for saying that too, because we've heard Marty St. Louis come out yesterday and say he cannot give Slav confidence. He has to earn that himself. He can give him opportunities, but he can't give him confidence. And truthfully, that's all Slav needs, in my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Is to and I hope he continues to improve this training camp and gets that confidence because I truly do believe if Slav is confident and keeps his head up, we could see a very good sophomore season from him here. No, I agree. Uh, hopefully, uh, the shootout goal um, gains gains a little confidence in himself and, and some of the people you know that that are might be you know uh, questioning his abilities. Uh, fantastic. It was very well executed. Uh, very, I guess the word is confident, very confident style goal. Um, but there was a moment in the, in one of the games, I think it was today's game, if I'm not mistaken, um, came around from behind the net and I think it was, uh, Mayu had activated and came up. And if Slaff was just looking up instead of down at the puck, um, he had a wide open shot for Mayu, and uh, he just just didn't see it. But hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that changes. We get a little, uh, he gets a little confidence, and and maybe the people, um, you know, don't don't hammer him too fucking hard. I guess we're we're hypercritical, you know. It is what it is. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, I don't think it's. Um, as the expectation isn't as big as I expected from like last year, you know, but uh, I still think there's, he's got some time to learn and we're, we haven't seen exactly what we're going to see just yet, but there were some other really good, uh, really good showings. There was a line built with, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was like Owen Beck, uh, Gallagher and, uh, uh oh my god uh rph fucking um Bell harvey Pinar. harvey pinar thank you um heard that line's pretty nasty saw saw our buddy matt drake posted something on it uh just a a nasty <laughs> nasty in front of the in front of the uh goalie line that's gonna be uh kind of dangerous it's it looked it looked fun in that one clip i'd like to if there's more games coming up i'd like to check that out um Someone I had mentioned last episode about keeping an eye on was uh Philip Mayshar. Uh <laughs> had uh had a had a pretty beautiful goal and then a fantastic uh sauce pass to Yoel Harmia, who just could not find it past. I think Dobbs was uh in net against them. Uh but from what I saw online, the games looked fun. Um, obviously, I'd like to see some more explosiveness because, yes, you are playing against you know your fellow teammates, but you're also looking to gain a, a potential slot on a team that is more or less already picked out. You know, so why not just be as explosive, awesome, offensively as you can? Um, honest note, though, uh, Arbor Jack I pulling back against uh. 
Mike Matheson not to just crush him into the boards was uh awesome, awesome to see. But uh, but the sheriff had two goals himself. So I've been having fun. It's been it's been fun. I, I'm I'm so excited that tomorrow uh, starts the preseason for the most part. I think there's 12 games tomorrow. Three of them were today, but one of them was played last night in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Logan Cooley goal is yeah, it's a buttery. They're, they're all all those games are in Australia. It's um, oh, okay, okay. L.A., St. Louis, and Arizona. They're doing an Aussie series. Um, I don't know if you had. I believe they will play some regular season games there, if I'm not mistaken. That's awesome. Um, I don't know if you saw the Twitter. Scare. Actually, no, I am mistaken. Sorry, I think it's just preseason. Just preseason. Well, that's a start. Uh, this I think is the first time pre-season. we were there. Yeah, this is the first time we were there, and uh, I don't know if you had caught the scare about lunchtime, my time, maybe one o'clock your time, on Friday when they had to cancel the practices due to the ice uh, quality. And I was uh, terrified that they weren't going to be able to play the games or at least have to postpone it and then lose one of the games um, over there. But um, if anything, Logan Cooley's goal and the um, Arizona Coyotes domination of the Kings uh, had to be a fun game to watch in person. Logan Cooley's goal, though. Good, Good Lord. Welcome. Welcome to it. Yeah, I just I can't even begin to describe that Logan Cooley goal. It was uh, it was more like a video game than anything. That just... was like possibly the goal of the year. <laughs> It'd be cool if they ha- if they could for it to put happen, it in there. For it to happen in Australia, I think is the best thing. Like that goal single handedly probably made Aussie fans of the sport. And right. I, I think I'm not. Look, I dig on Arizona a lot. I think the only good thing they have going for them is their prospect pool on their jerseys. But I will say that they are the perfect team to go to the desert in Australia. Like, the NHL did well there. I think that's going to be a team you can easily market. They're young. They're upcoming. They're in the desert like the Aussies, right? Like, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I think it's a good fit. And I'm excited to watch more of those games because the hockey looked looked good. And those young guys on the Coyotes, like I said, are just phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, do you remember the name of the uh, – I believe he's the only Australian – born hockey player to play in the league. Uh, I think he's still playing. Do you remember his name? Nathan Walker. Nathan Walker. There you go. Fantastic, Mason. Well, yeah, dude. Uh, preseason. Uh, we start Monday night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, who are we playing? Let's see. Schedule's up. Uh, is it New Jersey? Yes, New Jersey. Uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, pretty excited about that. We got a uh, four days. Uh, we got a, a, a fantastic week of hockey starting next week. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and then uh, Friday and Saturday. We got a month. Uh, fast enough. No, you ain't kidding. Um, trying so- to watch those those the rookie showcases was was like a fix you know what i'm saying like it it did the job but it wasn't 
<laughs> it wasn't everything it could be. And I know that it's just preseason, but oh man, it just I don't know that there wasn't as much excitement. Well, it's different it, when guys like who are gonna be on the team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh for me, I just just the the amount of the amount of talent we have that I know potentially could make the team is it's not the it's not that great, but like we've knew we've moved so many pieces in the offseason um that some more guys can be slotted in. Um and I'm just the 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 plethora of guys that could be inserted into this lineup um and having these preseason games to get a glimpse of what potentially could be it I'm just so excited for the preseasons this year. Yeah, like I'm I'm just excited to see kind of like the beginning of the I know the youth takeover did start last year, but I think it's really gonna be coming along now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we saw it heavy on the defense last year, and I think the team as a whole this year, we're gonna see that youth movement. No, exactly. Yeah. Um just and then I can actually watch fucking games. So like I'm so I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited uh to know that like I know I can stay up past, you know, the second period because I don't have to move kegs the next day or I don't have to drive uh the truck the next day. I can stay up late and if I'm just groggy at work, I'm groggy at work and it's not gonna affect my day. Um that's so big, dude. That's so big for for me, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. No, like, I think it's just, like, it's been a long summer for us, House mm-hmm. fans. Really. In terms of just the way last season, the kind of end of last season dragged out quite a bit, you mm-hmm. know, missing the dart, and then dealing with just, I don't know. It just it's felt like a very long off season. It feels like we haven't had hockey in a very, 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 very long time. Right. So it's definitely like I wouldn't be surprised if there's quite a few uh, viewers watching that Habs New Jersey Devils game. But um, yeah, no, I'm definitely gas. Definitely excited. That, that being said, too, Mason, we've had three seasons in a row. Um, where it just extended uh, the Habs into um, the offseason. You know, we had the the bubble season. Uh, then we had the Stanley Cup run. And then we had, you know, last year's, which was tough. Um, yeah. Well, the, I'm sorry, the previous year. I think it was better because we had the anticipation of the first overall pick. Exactly. That's what I was getting to. Like we we had something to look forward to in the offseason. Had we then had a whole offseason of oh my god, like is Slap gonna be a good pick? Like it was exciting. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan Packer, I'm not saying he's not a good player, but he just doesn't carry the same anticipation, especially since he's not gonna be in the NHL this year. Right. So, I think they have him projected like uh 25 26 season so it's like we know that's a player that's going to grow um that's going to take more of probably like a blue line role 
So it's not as like explosive as fuck. We just we just took a wild card at the number one. You know, is this kid going to be massive for us? And I feel like we're just like we've accepted Ryan Bacher. He's going to develop. And when he comes in, we hope to see him as just this nasty two way defenseman. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no. So and even like if you're just looking at in terms of offseason moves, like the Habs have made decent offseason moves, but mm-hmm. nothing other like New Hook was I liked the New Hook deal, but we haven't had anything huge. Oh, sorry. I'm no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, we haven't had any like huge blockbusters like the huge like where Hughes came in and started you know firing at the hip, mm-hmm. Harry Doc deal and the Romanov deal at the deadline right like right. it's different. Um, like when you consider it, it makes sense that it feels a little slower. And we're gonna talk about it here right after we give a little shout out to our NFL friends there. But our <laughs> biggest to talk about now is Casey DeSmith, right? So yeah. Understandably, our offseason has felt a little slow. But before we get into that, um, I believe we have a word from our friends at DraftKings. That's right. We're back with another season of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. All you got to do is throw down five on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensed partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash sportsbook football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Thank you, DraftKings. Uh, big for us tomorrow. We got the Ravens versus the Colts. Ravens are two and zero against the one and one Colts, and then, oh, fuck, Masons, Dolphins, two and zero going up against the zero and two Broncos. He'll probably skull drag the shit out of them. Looking for two big wins for both of our teams tomorrow, and then the Saints. Are playing the Packers. Can they get three? Three and oh. Maybe. Um, pretty good, pretty good games this weekend, not gonna lie. Um Pocking 49ers, three and oh already. Um, any any other games you're looking out for, Mason, or you just give a fuck up that the Dolphins are in one right now and they're they're the talk of ESPN and I'm sure whatever other stations are just as surprised at just the impact the Dolphins are having early in the season. 
one can be surprised though. Like, I don't know. I don't truthfully. I don't really give a shit about the rest of the NFL. Yeah. I I don't mind seeing the Ravens get off to a good start, but I'm not even. I'm like a fucking clause. I'm like a fucking. I I like and I follow Miami, but I'm not a mm-hmm. I'm not an NFL fan. Like if that makes sense. Yeah, like I if can, it's on, it's like on, I, and this is the team you'd like to watch if it's on. Well, the absolute game of the night, Chargers versus Vikings. Neither teams have won a game. Someone's coming out a fucking winner. Um, I'm just going to flip a coin. I'm going Vikings. Shout out to uh, Corey from the Arizona podcast. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks, DraftKings. Um, so yeah, uh, Casey DeSmith. Let's get on. Let's get on the ball with that. Yeah. Um. So DeSmith was moved. Kind of a weird move. Um. Like kind of like in terms of salary. Hmm. I have. I didn't see what. Um. Anyway. Uh. Uh. DeSmith moves for a third round pick and Tanner Pearson, the third round pick uh, for 2025 is added because of the difference in salary. Um, But I do not know what, excuse me, what Pearson's making. So the Habs actually salary cap. What was that? I'm sorry. You kind of cut. Like they, they added cap. Really? Okay. Cause I get what you're saying. It kind of helps them because it allows it's the stupid bullshit with Carey Price's LTIR. Yeah. Um. Realistically, at the end of the day, like this is just the Habs adding draft picks and getting rid of a goalie they didn't need. I think you you hope and pray maybe Tanner Pearson can light it up before the deadline and get traded. But like mm-hmm. he's a thirty year old who put up like I don't even know six points last year like i don't know but he didn't much. play a lot last year either though but those six points were in um uh, if i'm not mistaken f- uh 14 14 points. games uh he had five points yeah i don't know tanner pearson is not in my opinion hot hot stuff so i think it's kind of just a lateral move to get a pick like i'm okay with it it just it's mm-hmm. not nothing it's it's pretty boring if you ask me yeah i get where you're coming from um it's definitely not you know the early la days when it was he was on the 70s line with defoley um but the two season three seasons prior to that um he had a 45 point season a 38 point a 34 point season and an 18 point season um hasn't played a full season since uh, I'm gonna say 1819 um but I guess uh, a person to a person to fill a spot unfortunately it could be taking a a young guy's uh, spot I do see him probably being like the healthy scratch guy that gets put in when he's needed um but did have a goal um in one of in one of the uh training camp games um pretty flashy if I'm not mistaken um Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't. He didn't score, but he he hustled back, stopped, uh, stopped a two-on-one situation, and then uh, helped rush back into the other zone to get the primary assist on Sean Farrell. Uh, 
will he be fantastic? Probably not, but a guy that can be easily slotted, uh, bottom six role. Did we honestly need that? No, but like you said, uh, a weird way to get a pick. But you said it yourself, Casey DeSmith, in your eyes, wasn't going to get us much. I think adding a third-round pick uh, is a steal to get Casey DeSmith along with another body in case we have an injury-prone season again. He's 31 yeah. years old. The injury prone season is like interesting that you bring that out because the last thing we were going to talk about here is the Habs medical staff um, being just totally revamped. So kind of mm-hmm. funny, but I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't think there's that much to analyze in the trade. No, it, I, I thought it was pretty solid. You know, we gained. I kind of see it as almost a negative because Tanner Pearson really? takes a spot. Okay. And, like, I just don't think he's a guy that you can justify scratching because, I don't know, he's just kind of a shit, like, nothing sort of, like, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess is what I'm saying. But interesting you bring up the um, the, uh, injuries because that is a, um, a pretty big deal. Like the Habs, I can't Sorry, I'm stuttering because I'm trying to remember the doctor's name, but he's been their doctor for 60 years. Like he mm-hmm. needed to go and he's finally gone. And this sort of completes the Habs fucking, what do you want to call it? Like a revamp of their, <laughs> like their uh, internal uh, group. Clearly needed after leading hockey the operations for like the last decade. They needed to. They needed to do something. Right. Uh, I'm trying to look it up for you real quick. Uh, David Mulder uh, retires. Sixty years. Uh, be replaced by Doctor Dan Deckelbaum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too much shit to read into to even find um, the person you're looking for. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so we saw the, I guess the, one of the last changes to the overhaul of the, um, the training and, I guess medical operations uh, staffing with the Canadians. But, um, good thing about Tanner Pearson though, he's last year of his contract, he is three point two five million, um, but it is one year, and hopefully, like you said, we can get some good, um some good pieces around them to try to elevate a potential to send them to a team that's making playoff, uh, looking to make some playoff aspirations or, or something, get something else out of him. We've gained a, we've gained a third round pick next year. Let's see if we can get something off of Tanner Pearson. I'm sure we can, we can get the standard six round, seventh round pick for him. Um, and I think at, at that, it would be honestly a wash, but, um, yeah, I don't think we have much else to say, Mason. Is there anything else you want to touch on tonight? Um, not really. I kind of want to save it till we get to the preseason. Like this is our we're getting back into the hope two two per seven days. Maybe not as close together as we usually do, but we're getting close back to it. Mm-hmm. We usually do one longer episode, one shorter episode. I think that's going to be this episode, and then get the other longer one when we have some games to watch and some. Yeah, especially after Monday, you know, when we have 
we have an actual game that we can break down in in a in a, in a way you know have something that's actually like hockey playing besides just um how's the weather <laughs> exactly heard that well mason you ain't got nothing else to say um i hope you have a great weekend great week uh habs fans the games start monday i know we're all excited and we can't wait to share that excitement with you anyway this has been habs Natalie, folks thank y'all so much for listening we will talk to you guys again sometime next week You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.